Hey there, dive buddies, and welcome to the show. My next guest has spent the last four years of his life on a beautiful little island situated on the borders of the Komodo National Park. I first visited this resort late last year, where I had arranged a week of diving for myself and 10 of my expedition guests. Now, bearing in mind I've been to quite a few places now, I was expecting the resort to be nice, given the photos and location, but I cannot emphasize how impressed I was with the whole setup. If ever there was a place that needed adding to your bucket list, then the Komodo Resort and Dive Club is definitely it. Now, back to my guest and with a dive career spanning 10 years, Marcus Blake was the very happy dive operations manager at the resort, and today he joins me to talk about the resort, future plans, and the Komodo National Park. Marcus, welcome to the show. How are you? Very good, thank you. Thank you. Good, good. Marcus is the dive operations manager at uh, Komodo Resort and Dive Club and has been there uh, four years, I believe. Is that correct, Marcus? Yeah, pretty much just under. And um, how did you land <laughs> such a luxurious job? Yeah, it was, it was a luck, lucky one I got, I've got to be honest. Basically, we wanted to move to Komodo and we just emailed everybody in the area and Komodo Resort got back to us straight away. It was just one of those things we were looking for a job they were looking for instructors and it just yeah worked out perfectly mm-hmm. awesome and you say we because you are obviously a, a a couple yes that's right me and flo yeah and she's away back in italy now yeah she's in italy doing her family thing at the moment um so we'll be back together hopefully in the next three four weeks she'll that's fly nice. back to the uk and come over here treat us some has she been to devon yet Devon, I don't think so. She lived in London for a long time, but Devon, I don't think she's had the pleasure of visiting yet. Ah, okay. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully she can get there before the winter comes, eh? That's it. Okay, um, Marcus, could you just give us a, a little bit of a background on a ha- how did you get into diving? I mean, everyone's got a weird story of how it's occurred. What's yours? Well, my friend was a diving instructor in Thailand, in uh, Phi. And I went out there, I guess, when I was 18, 19. I went and uh, saw him, and he basically said to me, look, come out, let's do a DSD. I did it, and then I never thought anything of it. And then one year, I just said, look, uh, his name is Joe. Joe, I need to, I want to get away from the UK, but I want to live out in Asia. And he said to me, look, gave me the contacts of a place in PP, and I ended up doing my zero to hero uh, dive masters, um, and never looked back ever since. Really, that was it. I was away. <laughs> yeah. And when when was that? How long ago are we talking now? That was about ten years ago. Crikey. Yeah. yeah well, you you've aged well. It must be that beach that you've been living on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, it was very lucky because Thailand's main season was the sum, uh, was our winter, so I'd do the summer seasons in the UK. Mm-hmm and then run away for the winter. So I did that for years. And obviously you ended up at, um, at Komodo Resort. Uh, yeah. where, um, do you want to give us some sort of background on the resort and, and where it all began? So the resort itself, they, the guys that own it, Stefano and Antonello, they were traveling quite extensively around Komodo and Indonesia and so on. But this is back in the days when, you know, there wasn't much tourism going on at all and what have you. 
Mm. And they came across this island and actually they met each other in Thailand and then they realized that they both had this um, travel lust for Indonesia and what have you and wanted to, to start a project there. And it so happened that they started speaking to people in Labuan Bajo. I mean, this is back in the days where it would take two days to get from Labuan Bajo to Komodo to go see the dragons, you know. Right, you had to right. swap fishing boats and things like this when they were first traveling around. And um, they decided that they wanted to start a project there and it took some time. And then eventually they, they managed to uh, get the island, Sebaiur, and managed mm -hmm. to get the, the deeds on having that area where the resort is now. Mm -hmm. And then of course, just uh, started building really. And I mean, I don't think they had an idea that it would get so grand as to what it is now. I mean, it's still very small, but I mean, I think when they started off, it would be a bit of an easier operation and things. And they've just made it into this fantastic place that it is now. Well, it is, isn't it? I mean, and you touched on a good point there because um, albeit, it's it, it feels grand but on a small scale because i think it's quite nicely spread out yeah you know, the it. the bungalows aren't on top of each other are they no not at all so i mean yeah everyone has their own private spaces and that there's a huge amount of space between the bungalows as well mm. really mm. um and none of them are overlooking each other at all yeah. you know you have the, that perfect view of the beach and then overlooking the sea to the Komodo Islands and end of an evening you get the sunset coming down so from your balcony is it's quite dreamy really oh just a bit and it's yeah. what a balcony as well what a balcony yeah. I know last time we were speaking um you were explaining the you know about the the, the bungalows being traditional um what were they um, storage units or something the style weren't they yeah the style that's right so it's actually a typical Javanese Lombok um I mean, it doesn't sound very, uh, very beautiful when you say it out loud, but it is. I mean, that's the is these like rice and food storage sort of uh, bungalows that they they make these traditional ones back in the day. Mm. But I mean, it just made it for such a perfect style for these beautiful luxury bungalows that we now have. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Well, the four walls and then this big grand roofing on top. That's uh, it. I it, mean, does, it, it does feel like a TARDIS when you walk in there, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Is it, and it's as traditional as it, it gets, you know. It's very in-fitting with the place of where you, you are and stuff, you know. So, yeah, they're very beautiful. Mm. And I noticed that, um, I let everyone know that's listening, I took a group there last year, last November, uh, 10, 10 divers, and we spent a week with, with Marcus and Flo at the resort and uh, it was absolutely sensational. Uh, there's no other way to describe it. Um, but I, I did notice that um, the staff quarters for yourself and Flo are past the bungalows. And I'm assuming that they put you down there to give you a little bit of exercise to work, work off some of that uh, fantastic food in the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. <laughs> you need to. Fortunately for us, we're out diving and swimming every day. Yeah, but again, we were we were very lucky as well. Hey, you know the, when we were speaking with the with uh, Stefano and Antonello before, and they were saying to us, "You know, you're going to live on this tiny island." And of course, we'd never been there before. You're going to live on this tiny island. Uh, you've got very very basic accommodation. You know, now 
maybe as yourself living and working in Thailand and other places, you know what real basic accommodation is. Yeah. So I had this image in my head of just, uh, you know, a floor basically with a, a few <laughs> wall, like bits of wall and stuff like that. I arrived there and there's this beautiful glass shutting, like double, gla- uh, double door with views over as well. Big balcony, <laughs> hot water. I was like, come on, this is, <laughs> this is luxury. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a hardship, eh? but you're going to endure it for a while. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, couldn't complain about that as well. And yeah, going back to the food, I mean, as you, as you saw, you, um, saw yourself with the food, I mean, we have everything there from Italian to Thai to all your different types of Western food. So yeah, working there and trying to stay fit is, is no easy uh, task. Yeah, yeah. I can, <laughs> I can see that. I can see why as yeah. well. Um, I certainly wouldn't be your size. Even if I did six months there, I'd be twice the size I am now, I think. <laughs> um, but you did, um, we, we, I know we've, we've spoke before about the, the resort, but um, you were telling me about the head chef and the owners had sent her to Thailand to do some upskilling. Yeah, that's right. So Ibuita, she's our um, head chef on the island, uh, been with us for quite a while. Um, as I said before, her husband was uh, an Italian chef where she learned a lot of her Italian food from, and of course being Indonesian can cook fantastic Indonesian food. And then three years ago, um, Stefano and Antonello sent her to Bangkok where she went to, forgive me, I can't remember the name, but quite a famous Thai cooking college over there. And she actually spent our holiday, our oh. break from the resort. <laughs> yeah, yeah, our <laughs> break from the resort in Bangkok, uh, learning, how to cook great Thai food and it's great. I mean, someone who lives, who's lived in Thailand quite a long time, she really does make very nice food. Yeah. Thai food. So yeah. Well, I'm not surprised. I mean, she's got some skills. The yeah, food that's really coming does. out of there is blinding, absolutely blinding. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, um, just to uh, just, just back up a little bit before we start talking about the diving, um, the connections through to getting to the island, um, we, we've got to point out that the, the island itself is a good hour, hour and 15 minutes from Labuan Bajo. Yeah. So traveling in internationally, um, there's a couple of locations that we can come through, right? Yeah, that's right. So to get to Labuan Bajo itself, the best way to get, well, the only two real viable ways to get there is to either fly in through Bali, uh, which is quite common, or from Jakarta. Uh, and then, of course, once you arrive in Labuan Bajo Airport, our team are there to pick you up. Uh, and then we just try and make everything as easy for you guys, really. You know, we come pick you up at the airport. We take you down, uh, if necessary, to do the registration in our office, which is just opposite the, um, uh, the jetty. And then, of course, we take you back to the resort on one of our boats, whether it be if you're with a group, usually it'll be on one of the uh, big wooden boats, which, yeah, as you said, take about an hour, hour and 15 minutes. Or if you're there as a couple or a family and what have you, and you want to um, take a private speedboat, mm-hmm. it takes 30 minutes then to get to the island. So, to, yeah, we get you there as quick as we can and as easy as we can as well. Yeah, yeah. And the advantages as well, though, for being that far from Labuan Bajo is, well, the obvious one being that you're away from the, the busy crowds in the town. But when it comes to the diving, we've got a good jump start on everybody else, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, 
you get that extra, I mean, I, we go back to the wooden boats, everyone in La Bombardier pretty much uses the typical wooden diving boat. Um, so yeah, we get a good hour and a half on top of everyone. So that means that by the time that we arrive and we started our first dive, normally the other boats start arriving about 30 to 40 minutes even into our first dive if mm. they arrive on the dive site that we're on. So yeah, we do, we, we're very lucky in the sense that we are and of course the location that we are we're right on the on the cusp on the edge of the um national park itself mm. so you yeah because i, I got that <laughs> i yeah. got that wrong last time didn't i, I thought we were inside the national park but <laughs> that's right the no, clo literally... closest to cool and okay let, let's let's get in at the deep end and and um talk about komodo itself i mean it's a it's a huge huge place and um, you guys that, that know it best have it have it kind of categorized into north, central, and south. Yeah, that's right. Okay, um, take your pick, matey. Where do you want to start? North, south, central. <laughs> Let's start with the uh, start with the south end. So the south yeah. is actually sort of like the western side of Rincha and Komodo, mm -hmm. um, and these spots are fantastic. I mean, to get there is you know you either need a liverboard. Um, or you, but for us, we're, again, we're fortunate that we've got our big speedboat. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think we used it because you came with the group last time, but, um, we have our big speedboat, which can get us from the resort to there within an hour and a half. Yeah. Now the South, not just the diving itself is such an adventure because you go in and it's like, I think I said before, it's like Jurassic Park, you know, you go in with these huge, uh, cliffs either side of you. You got the dragons on the beach. I mean, you really feel like you're you're in exploration mode. Yeah. And then, of course, you've got this very untouched diving that's down there. I mean, it's just one of the because it's that little bit further than anywhere else. It's it's uh, it's pretty untouched down there. Okay. So yeah, the only downside with the south is is that during our peak season, is that the south gets the colder water and the the less visibility but then in the lower season the south becomes this incredible uh place you know with this bright blue clean water of up to 28 29 degrees so yeah it's a it's a place that i always look forward to during the season to get there you know yeah. is that we can start getting down there <laughs> well i've not had the uh i've not been down the south yet so obviously i'm gonna to have to come back and find out what it's all about that's right next time and then of course you've got the central which is the area that is um the most popular you know it's where we have a lot of the 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 big names in the dive sites really you know like your batu belong manta point um mm. and so on and this is where you've basically got all these islands in the middle uh in the national park and around yeah just fantastic diving there and the the thing with central is is you have everything something for everyone you know yeah. is uh if you have someone that needs to you know who, who doesn't want to be in currents or or a rock and roll dive is you have these amazing dive sites there like uh siam bazaar turtle city you know which is where you go in and that ticks all the boxes for everyone you have turtles flying around everywhere mm. incredible macro sharks uh and so on and in a very easy diving environment. And then you have just opposite it, take for instance, one of my favorite places in central, Siaba Bazaar, which, uh, Siaba Kachil, sorry, which we also 
affectionately call uh, Formula One, <laughs> where you just <laughs> you fly down this, uh, this stunning reef. So uh, yeah, everything is there in Central for what you need. So yeah, and then of course you've got the North, okay, which is where you have the the main three dive sites that um, certainly a lot of the very experienced divers and we only take really very experienced divers up there uh, because the conditions up there can be quite rock and roll, as I said. Um, mm. And you've got Crystal Rock, Castle Rock, and the Cauldron that yeah. are up there, um, which are just pretty epic dives. Uh, yeah. you, you know, you've, you've done them. You know, yeah. so you go down in with the current, hold on to a pinnacle, and then the whole show with all the big sharks and so on goes on in front, and giant trevelis goes on in front of you, so... That's the yeah. That's the dive site that um, Big Bill. Um, yes, that's right. Down on there, there was I think it was myself, Bill, and and Paul, and um, one of the dive guides, and we just sat down there, and no one else around. And it's the only time I've seen Bill get a big smile on his face underwater. Yeah, uh, oh, was, fantastic. Just talking about it now gives me a big smile. It's like, <laughs> it's like oh. <laughs> yeah, it's simply amazing. Yeah, it really is. And then you've got the cauldron, as I said, which is. I think is actually my favorite dive site in Komodo. Yeah. Just because you have everything there. You know, you have like very nice, easy going dive at the beginning. You have all the big fish in there as well with the mantas and everything, but you also towards the end get the strong current as well. So yeah. it's just a mixture of everything. So I love it there. That's great fun. And that yeah. was um, just, just mentioning the cauldron. Um, you, um, posted the video of of Engel trying to release the manta that was all caught up yesterday was it yesterday or the, earlier this yeah week? right so Engel and uh, the guys that he was diving with were in there and of course came across that manta the way it was um and yeah I mean what a great you saw uh, you saw the video I mean what a great job they did hanging off it trying to while it's swimming around flipping them around trying to get this rope off and they did it I, I know in the video you don't see but they did get the rope off yeah. the off the manta in the end, which was a yeah a real great effort to all of them. Well, it's yeah. a good job the manta wasn't much bigger because it was it was certainly whipping angle around somewhere. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it was it was like a rodeo, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're very we're very proud of angle uh, for his uh, his achievement of saving the manta. Yeah, I must admit when I saw the the post come up and the video come up, then I've tagged I've tagged a few uh, shark um, conservation peeps. Ah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Well done, oh, sir. cool. He'll be. I'll pass that on. He'll be happy to hear that. Um, so we've talked about the diving. What's um, in your opinion? Um, let's let's talk about the, the the best and worst time of year to visit. Basically, I mean, it is. It's all year round in Komodo. Uh, however, of course, you do get the best uh, and the, you know the high season and the low season. Now, what people call the high season, which is from let's say. Uh, end of May to 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 end of August, mm -hmm. you know, is the high season, the real high season. That's actually the best time for the very clear visibility and and so on. Uh, but for me, is not my favourite time, um, just because it's when the you know you get more liverboards around, um, a lot of uh, a lot of travellers around there and what have you. Yeah, but. The, I'll come back into that in a minute. And then, of course, the bet that my favorite time of all is April and November because you get this very clear, calm conditions there. Uh, but also, it's the, the highest point for the mantas 
after is is April from basically from November to April, even late November to April uh-huh. is when it's completely full of mantas, and that's when I really, really love it there. Okay, but then so, yeah. are the um, the liverboards that you mentioned that are in Komodo? November they move over to or the majority of them move over to Raja Ampat and then they come back around about March April time don't they? Yeah, that's right. They're actually they usually come back around yeah late April. Yeah, late April, early May. So we really get okay. that sort of beginning part where the park is quite empty yeah. from the big from the big liverboards and things like this. But you know something I'll say just um you know, not to put anyone off talking about there being lots of boats and things like this is, mm. you know, that Komodo have done very well recently with their plans of making it that you have to do the booking system for the dive sites and so on. And as I said before, I mean, I thought it was going to be a nightmare at the beginning and actually I was a bit against it. And actually when it came into plan and we started doing it and of course you get new to a new system, it was fantastic. Yeah. You know, it's like at Batu Belong, this small rock, this small pinnacle in the middle, you know, is uh, instead of having five or six boats there now, you only can have one that's there and mm. everybody has to book their times there. So, you know, it's really made a difference in that sense as well of making yeah. it not feeling like it's crowded. Well, it certainly worked when we were there. I mean, obviously there's not as many boats in November as what you would get in high season, but um, there was certainly enough boats on the water to, um, cause a busy dive site if if everyone had freedom of movement. So yeah. from from our perspective, it didn't feel as though it was a busy location whatsoever, which was great. Yeah, and again, it just comes down to the great uh, that system, the booking system as well. And again, the thing that we have is the advantage of being out early, which means that you know when everybody else is doing their surface interval, we're ready to jump again. So again, it all works out very well for for yeah. us at Komodo Resort it works out very nicely for us to yeah. try and get everything uh, when there's not so many people around. Yeah. And it, it, it's quite clear as well that the, um, the boats, the captains, the, the, the dive crews, they're talking to one another. They're not, you know, they're not ignorant to the boat next to them. Everyone seems to be communicating and, and operating as a team. Yeah, that's right. I mean, everybody knows everybody, you know, that they all know each other there and so on. Um, and we do, and we do it often as well, as well. I mean, if we arrive at a dive site, let's say we said that we're going to go and do this dive site now and we get there and we do see that there's quite a few boats. I mean, our aim isn't just to take you and get you in the water and stuff like this. You know, we also want, we ourselves also want to enjoy the dive. Uh, that's why we do it as well. So then we'll go somewhere where we think that you, you know, that everybody would enjoy it more, you know, yeah. and, uh, and get more out of it, you know, not just to get a dive, but to, to enjoy the dive itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, in that sense, we are quite flexible with how we, you know, we manage where we go and who we see and, what, uh, and where, where we yeah. jump, depending on how many boats are there and what have you. Yeah. So, yeah. So how many, um, how many in total are on the dive team at the resort? Cause, um, it's a big bunch, isn't it? Uh, so there's six of us. There's six of us in total. So we've got three instructors, um, me, Flo, and Jello. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're the three instructors on the island. Uh, and then we've got our, our main dive master team, Hanky, um, Rayfan, and Engel. Yeah. And then, of course, we've got, you probably met our two little dive master trainees, Acri and, uh, and Van. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, if you if you want, there's eight of us. Then 
really. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's plenty of us to go around. Yeah, we're a good team. I had the pleasure of uh, Acri leading me on a dive when I went doing some macro shooting. Keen as mustard, he is. He's lovely yeah, he see. is. He's a little star. <laughs> he's a, he's a, I say he's like a little crowd pleaser, you know. You, you bring Acri on the boat, that big smile, that long hair and stuff, and yeah, everybody yeah. Yeah. loves him. So, yeah. oh, it's an excellent team. And yeah. the excitement of being on board aside, back at the resort, you know, when, when we come out from having our fill of food and head down to the, the open bar on the beach and the guys are there waiting to, to chat and talk about the day and, and talk about what's happening the next day. Um, usually yeah, I, I, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm done after 12, 13 hours diving. I just want to go to bed. But these guys are there just wanting to talk about it and crack on some more. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, um, Matt, these guys don't have to be there. You know, if they don't want to be, mm. they can go off and sit at the back in the staff area and, or in their rooms and do what it, or play on their phones and do whatever they want. Yeah. But no, I mean, th- th- I mean, this is something for the resort itself. I mean, you can really see that everyone is, you know, as we said before, is very happy to be there. Mm. Um, and the team really, they do. They love sitting around at the bar, chatting with their guests and things like this and talking about the diving. And then they share videos and then they show videos from before. And so it's a, it's a really cool environment. And yeah, I re- I love the fact that, you know, as I just said, they don't have to be there, but they love to mm. actually congregate and hang out with each other, but not just each other, but with their guests of the day as well. You know, yeah. you don't see that in a lot of other places. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's really... I mean, it's, it's, it's nothing massively new. I mean, there's plenty of places that do, you know, have, have staff that, that do this and, and want to do it, but it's difficult to explain. There's actually a feeling that they're of happiness. You know, they're, yeah, that's they're, cont- it. they're content with their lot. And yeah. Their lot is diving and, and yeah. talking to divers, you know? Yeah, they, I mean, they love it. And sharing stories and things like this. And mm. yeah, they're, they're very happy. And as I, I can't, you know, I can't um, praise them enough at what a good team they all were. For sure, for sure. You know. it, it, it's, a, it's a fantastic little machine. It all yeah. works very, very well. And well, everyone seems to know it's... exactly what they're doing and it all, it all fits like a glove. It's very, very well, yeah, very and, well and, done. And thank you for saying that, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're very proud of the way that we do things. You know, everyone's very professional and wanting to do that. So it's always really nice to get that feedback, especially for myself, uh, you know, of working there and so on and hearing about my team and not only my team, but everybody else, you know, it's mm. not just us. There's everybody else, and everybody knows what they're doing, and everybody really commits to what they're doing, and it, yeah. and it's because everyone's really happy to be there, you know, and and give everything they can to make sure everybody enjoys their holiday and their trip and so on. So yeah, thank you for mm. that. It's very nice to hear such good things. Oh, you make sure you tell them, and I and I will be back for sure because it's. Um... Leaving, leaving that island, the first thing I wanted to do was make sure that I've got a booking for the next year. But, of course, yeah, COVID yeah. kicked in, so it's kind of destroyed us all for the time being. <laughs> <laughs> Threw a spanner in the works a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so let's, uh, let's also touch on um, this uh, sexy little boat that they've got now as well. Ah, yeah, so not so little, really. Did yeah, you, exactly. Did you see it when you were there? I didn't, no. I saw the photos go up about a couple of days after I left. Okay, so maybe it was still just finishing off its refill. So look, we 
I say we, the resort, for um, a very, very nice big boat that was originally one of these big uh, finzy cargo boats mm. um, that uh, obviously they transformed into a liverboard. Um, I mean, for anyone listening, if they want to go onto our website and have a look, you'll get an idea of the sort of style that the boat is now. Mm. Uh, but something that they really wanted to make sure is they didn't, uh, didn't lose any of the luxury side of it. You know, it's a, it's a boat that's purely built, purely built for um, cruising around and, and being comfortable. Mm. Uh, so what you've got is these four master bedrooms at the back that have their own balcony. Uh, the, the four master bedrooms, I mean, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> these, these bedrooms are bigger than a lot of hotel rooms, you know, which yeah. is something you don't get on liverboards very often is the, yeah. the big comfy room. And as I said, big private bathrooms, the workbenches, areas for cameras, because we get a lot of photographers mm-hmm. um, as well. Um, so the four master bedrooms, they're sort of situated at the very back with your balcony overlooking, um, uh, overlooking from the back of the boat. Yeah. And then we've got the two um, single rooms, which both have two beds in there. Uh, actually, all the rooms have a, a big sofa, which can be doubled up as a sofa bed. So if you're traveling with a third person or what have you. These um, are really big rooms then if we've got a sofa in a liverboard room. They're, they're huge. Uh, honestly, wow. Matt, when when I, when the boat came and I went inside these rooms, I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, as I said, and then of course you've got this huge living room downstairs. It's very, very nice, uh, very comfortable. Um, again, we're going to have a very good chef that's being trained uh, by Ibuita and what have you. Uh, mm. So again, will be very nice food that's on the boat. And then something that our boat is doing as well, the Komodo Sea Dragon, is that instead of having the diving stuff on the, on the liverboard itself, the liverboard is actually going to be strictly for living on. Uh, we're going to have a Donny, so a second boat that follows the boat. Yeah. And what this is going to have is going to have all the diving stuff on there. So it's going to be where all your equipment is, all the tanks are. Um, there'll be a whole other team that are on that boat. But this also makes things a lot easier and better for us and for the customers as well. You know, it's going to have the compressors on there, Mm. um, which means of an evening when we're filling tanks, you know, you're not sat in your room, you know, I'm not saying all liverboards, but on some liverboards you're sat there and you have the drumming noise of the compressors (laughs) and things like this. This has all been taken away by having this, this second boat that follows the liverboard. And I mean, again, that's not a small boat either. That's quite a, that's a very big, comfortable, boat that's following it so it's going to be a a very comfortable and very nice boat to be going out on sounds fantastic and um, And what's 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 the plans have you have you got uh, particular routes planned for it we do um we've got really really nice itineraries made up already so of course komodo will be uh where we'll be hanging out quite a lot but we're also going to be offering trips down to uh, some of the less explored places I know you've been um, mm-hmm. to Lambata and also through to Alor and doing yeah. going around Alor, uh, which we just did a trip. We literally just did those those trips to go and wreck it and have a look on another boat. We went down there to have a look and find these little islands and things like this. And so, yeah, that trip will be fantastic. Alor, Lambata and yeah, Komodo. Yeah. 
And needless to say, you know, I was very jealous seeing your posts going up about the trip across to Allah. Um, but I did question you about one image or a little bit of a short video of a whale. Yes. Um, and it wasn't actually one whale that you saw on the trip, was it? No, we were, we were very lucky. Um, so the, the, the video that you saw, and that was day, day two yeah. in the morning, uh, just coming out of the, the, the Bay of Alor, we came out, I just saw the flute go up, and the next thing I know is we've got this huge blue whale just off the, the bow of the boat. So, I mean, that was an incredibly lucky sight. Yeah. But then uh, the other days we had the pilot whales that were behaving like dolphins playing off the bow of the boat. And uh, yeah, we also saw the sperm whale, which mm. came up, gave us a show and then off into the deep it went. <laughs> so yeah, we were, we were very, very lucky. But it sounds like as well, these th you know, it's a, it's a real highway for the whales there. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I did it, um, was it before or after? Oh, it was just before coming to you guys, and I think it was a little bit too early. Missed out, didn't see any whales at all. Uh, plenty of dolphins. But Alor, what a, what a location, some of those dolphins. It is, yeah. So, I mean, for, for that boat to do both those places, Komodo mm. and Alor, yeah, is whoever works on that boat is very lucky. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Those trips is very, very lucky. I'm very yeah. jealous. I think I think I need to come and have a look at that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you should really. <laughs> so, um, what's uh, what's what's next for you, Marcus? I know the world's in turmoil, and you've flicked back to the UK at the moment. And I believe the the resort is closed for a little while. Um, so, a few th first, uh, the resort's actually open at the moment. Okay. We've we've actually got two guests there that are open. Komodo's in phase two of its right. uh, Corona plan. Um, phase two, I can't remember the exact things about it, but basically long story short is we can have customers that arrive, of course, mm. sticking to all the COVID rules. Um, so that's going on now. So I'm happy that there's people there and it gives the, you know, and it also gives the boys the chance to go out and do some diving and, yeah. and so on. And of course the resort to have people there is great. For me, my plan now is, you know, um, I've been away for a long time from home. Yeah. Um, I've decided that I'm going to take a year out of the, of the diving industry. And I've decided that I want to spend some time with my family, yeah. uh, with my friends um, back here in the UK. Uh, and then, yeah, I'll go back out to Indonesia or I'll, go, I'll head back out somewhere diving again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, when the world gets a little bit, when th things get better, but yeah, yeah, you'll probably end up being cruise director of the new Liverpool from Komodo. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, never say never. It exactly. has crossed my mind several times because, <laughs> you know, when I first arrived there, Matt, I mean, I was just, uh, you know, this liverboard was being built, and I was like, oh god, this is this is going to be a dream job, yeah. and then of course, living on an island, a small island for some t for quite some time. I mean, as much as I loved it you do have to to get away yeah. uh so i was very envious that and very uh sad that it came it arrived as i left so yeah. <laughs> never say never stefano and antonello if they have me back one day yeah. <laughs> so uh <laughs> now the, the the title of the podcast is scuba goat it's my opinion that everyone's got their own goat place to go diving 
So from the years of diving that you've done for the locations that you've been to, have a wee think and let me know what's, what's the greatest dive you've had of all time and where was it? Oh God, I mean, it's so, so difficult to say. I mean, I've been very fortunate in the places I've been. Um, I mean, for sure, the Galapagos, that's somewhere that I think for anyone that's been there or anything, is you come away from that, especially from, uh, is it, what was the island called? Um, Wolf Island? The Arch. Oh, Darwin. Darwin's, Darwin's Arch, that's it. I mean, you come away from that. I saw my first whale shark. I had the huge schools of um, hammerheads and so on there. So there, I mean, I kept, and then as I came back up on the boat, we had the orcas around the boat. So I think, yeah, that was, that, that was something that is hard to beat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Darwin's out, yeah. Oh, I was meant to be there in October this year, but we've had to put it back to next year now. But we'll, be, we'll get there, we'll get there. Yes. And for you, what's your favourite place? It, it's part of the reasons that I started the podcast, actually, along with ISO boredom. Um, but that, that, added, that, that aged old question you always get asked by guests, <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, now I'm asking everyone else what it is. I think, in my opinion, it's got to be down to what the individual wants to see. Now, yeah. we mentioned Galapagos, and yeah, I love Galapagos because of the sharks and yeah. the quantity. It's just insane. But I wouldn't necessarily want to go there to do macro hunting. Um, no, you know, no, of course not. And conversely, I'd go to Lembe to avoid sharks and sea critters. So for me, it's a very, very difficult question of of what is the greatest that I've had. Um, Mm. I've been on a a dive site in Thailand in the Seminole Islands. That's it's not exactly spectacular, Koban, but this particular dive, I was with four guests. There was no one else in the water and we had manta, whale shark, um, selfish. Oh, okay, so a perfect day's diving. Yeah, it was just insane, <laughs> you know. And and these guys that I had have got all all of them got under a hundred dives, and we got back on the boat, and twenty four other people not seeing anything. You know, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that's a great feeling when that happens. Yeah. So greatest of all time. I've had many, many fantastic dives. Really have. Yeah. And trying to pick one is extremely difficult. It is difficult. Yeah. But the Galapagos was the one I just picked quickly because it's, it is somewhere that was very special. But yeah, you've dived in some beautiful spots. Hey, yeah. in, um, in Papua New Guinea, I, I remember mm, you saying that yeah. you were there. Well, That's high on my list. See, I've not even touched on that and, you know, exploring, yeah. being given the freedom to go out and explore and find new reefs and, and naming reefs after the, the local guys to put their family yeah. name on it. Um, everything's, everything's got its own special element. But um, yeah, Papua New Guinea, you've you've got to go. Um, yeah, one day, one hey, day for sure. Next next time, I've got an expedition going, mate. Ah, uh, you're cover a star. You, I did, you know, I'd be very keen. Yeah, you I'd cover your costs, and I'd do. I'd take you. I'd love to show you the uh, the country. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yes, I'll take you up on that for sure. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> <laughs> Not throwing that opportunity away at all. I <laughs> oh, don't blame you. No, just take out a large mortgage, and you can come for it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> probably find a job here first for a little while yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) um well i think we'll uh i think we'll wrap it up but before we go um if you just give us a a lowdown on how people can uh get in touch with the social media for the resort and indeed 
you know, follow some of those marvelous photos you've been throwing up. What's the, uh, what's the social you. links? So look, we've got, um, we've got Facebook, obviously, which is Komodo Resort. And then as well, we've got Instagram, which is Komodo Resort. Uh, we're very good at always sticking up as many photos as possible of trips that we do or of the marine life of the resort itself. So we're very active on social media. Um, so yeah, please, please it, 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 follow us on, on those. And then of course, if you have any, you know, queries, our website as well, we just had a, a brand new website all done up, which is done in uh, several languages now. Um, um, has a has our recent promo videos and things like this so that gives you a really good feel for how the resort is and what have you yeah so yeah please follow us and go to the website and of course if anyone has any questions to just sling us an email really or get in touch yeah okay marcus well thank you very much for your time enjoy the rest of your morning and uh it's looking like it's uh, time for tea this side of the world yeah. <laughs> yeah, and thank you again, Matt. Lovely to speak to you. You too, brother. Speak Cheers, soon. Cheers, buddy. This is Scuba Goat Under the Sea, the podcast for the inquisitive diver. <laughs>